Uh, I'm Jen Ramos, and I'm the host of Jen Has Issues Podcast. Progress Texas is not afraid of being honest. The good, the bad, and the ugly, they are here to hold it all down for progressive values. It's Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2024, and this is the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch. Rapid response on the breaking news stories Texas progressives need to know. I'm Chris Mosier. We wish you and your sweetie or your potential sweetie a happy Valentine's Day, and we know that it's the perfect time to have a look around Texas at a whole bunch of nonprofit civic groups who are doing great work for Texas progressives. They could use your love, and we've compiled an extensive list of our favorites. See our Valentine to them and to you at our website at progresstexas.org. We invite you to join the movement. Very likely, more than one of these is a perfect match for you and the issues that you care most about. Do check out the website and have a look. I've had a quick glance at GoVoteTexas.org, also part of our wheelhouse at Progress Texas, and I see that early voting in the 2024 primary starts next Tuesday, less than a week away. February the 20th, and Progress Texas continues adding primary endorsements to our list. We have a few to tell you about. Just announced in the race for the Democratic nomination for Texas Congressional District 24. That seat is currently held by MAGA darling Beth Van Dyne. We're endorsing Sam Epler, former math teacher, current Dallas area high school principal. We find Sam to be the pro-democracy, economic growth, and public education champion his district needs. See a link in the show notes for a recent conversation we've had with Sam on our Progress Texas Happy Hour podcast. In the race for Texas's 32nd Congressional District, the highly contested race for Colin Allred's seat, Progress Texas endorses State Representative Julie Johnson, who flipped her current seat representing House District 115 from red to blue back in 2018 and whose record as a lawyer and lawmaker championing women, workers, and LGBTQ plus Texans stands out amongst a very talented field of candidates. And finally, Progress Texas proudly endorses Lauren Ashley Simmons, a challenger running for Texas House District 146. Simmons is a mom and union organizer whose platform focuses on public education, universal and affordable health care, workers' rights, and defending democracy. We need Lauren Ashley Simmons to replace Democratic Representative Sean Theory of Houston, who has failed to back her party in opposing Governor Greg Abbott's efforts to destroy our public schools by voting in favor of school vouchers. And Theory has also faced public scandals for voting with extremists to attack LGBTQ plus Texans and creating abusive work environments for her staff. Learn more about all three of these terrific progressive candidates at ProgressTexas.org and watch for more conversations with all three coming up soon. On to news and a scary situation for the wife of the current Texas Speaker of the House. Scott Eslinger at 12 News in Beaumont writes that Texas DPS troopers are investigating after a pair of men posing as door knockers on behalf of House Speaker Dade Phelan's campaign approached the door of his home on Monday night and aggressively confronted Phelan's wife, Kim, berating her with accusations about her husband's campaign and work at the Capitol. The two men had left by the time police arrived, and no arrests have yet been made, but this is part of a developing pattern in Beaumont Republican politics. You'll recall that Phelan has a primary challenger in David Covey, a well-funded and much more extreme conservative who enjoys the backing of Governor Abbott, Attorney General Ken Paxton, and even former President Donald Trump. One Phelan supporter, as we told you here weeks ago, has found himself in legal trouble over death threats he posted against Phelan on Facebook. It's getting ugly down in Beaumont. 
Speaking of ugly, another conviction related to the January 6th insurrection. Jordan Fisher at WUSA in Washington, D.C. says husband and wife Mark Angelise Middleton of Forestburg, Texas, just northwest of Fort Worth, were convicted yesterday by a jury on multiple felony counts of obstruction of an official proceeding, civil disorder, and assaulting, resisting, or impeding police. These two actually have made a really solid point in their defense, I must say. And that's the argument they made unsuccessfully that the Department of Justice should drop their case if former President Donald Trump was not also prosecuted. Gotta say, we agree fully and enthusiastically that Trump should be held responsible for that entire affair, just as hundreds of his followers and counting have so far, now including the Middletons, for whom a sentencing hearing is coming up on June the 12th. The internal conflict within the Republican Party developed into another public rift between two Texas GOP types yesterday. Sarah Fortinsky at The Hill writes that Senator John Cornyn took to Twitter yesterday to level charges that Attorney General Ken Paxton has been pushing Russian propaganda in Paxton's criticism of Cornyn's support for the long-delayed Ukraine funding bill that passed the Senate late Monday night. Cornyn writes, quote, Ken, your criminal defense lawyers are calling to suggest you spend less time pushing Russian propaganda and more time defending long-standing felony charges against you in Houston, unquote. Paxton, as you may know, is scheduled to face trial on now eight-year-old securities fraud charges coming up in April and also remains under FBI investigation over the same allegations of abusive office that resulted in Paxton's failed impeachment last year. Nothing here about a return salvo from Paxton to Cornyn, but you know there'll be one. Last weekend's shooting incident at a Houston megachurch remains in the conversation for a couple of different reasons. First, given the shooter's criminal past, mental health challenges, and documented complaints about her erratic behavior from multiple neighbors, one might wonder how she managed to arm herself with the AR-style rifle that she brought into and fired in that church. Juan Lozano and Jim Fortuno at the Associated Press asked that same question and have found few answers. Police have given no details about where and how she obtained the rifle in December. One possibility is a private purchase from another gun owner, which under Texas law does not require any background check at all. Nor under Texas law did the shooter actually break Texas law by bringing that AR and a second 22 caliber weapon into the church. As Texas lawmakers' response to the much more deadly 2016 church shooting at Sutherland Springs was a new law allowing guns to be carried into churches. Failure upon deadly failure. The second reason this topic persists is the attempt by the lunatic fringe right to turn the story against transgender people. Tess Owen advice says that in efforts to make trans terrorism a thing, crazy online types are pushing a false narrative that the Houston shooter was trans herself. Investigators have noted that although the shooter appears to have used both male and female aliases in the past, they found no indication that she ever identified as anything but a cisgender woman. Not that facts are going to stop these people. Even Elon Musk has bought into this. Melissa Golden at the Associated Press concurs that court records associated with the shooter's extensive criminal history, including six criminal cases between 2005 and 2011 all identify her as female, the most recent of those in 2022. All of this is bad enough without the bullshit. We enjoyed a visit with representatives of the new Find Out PAC recently, a new media venture seeking to shine a bright light on the anti-choice bias and other dirty deeds of the three Texas Supreme Court justices up for re-election this year, Jimmy, John, and Jane. See that conversation earlier on this same podcast feed. One of those, John Devine, 
pops up in a story by Robert Downen at the Texas Tribune, who says a couple of years ago in 2022, Justice Devine failed to recuse himself from the court's consideration of a high-profile sex abuse lawsuit we've mentioned before, that against former Southern Baptist Convention leader Paul Pressler and Pressler's longtime law partner and current Texas House candidate Jared Woodfill, despite Devine's having worked at Woodfill and Pressler's small Houston law firm years before taking the bench. In fact, his time with the firm overlapped with the period of time that the alleged sexual abuse was happening. Two other justices on the Texas Supreme Court with associations with the law firm representing the plaintiff did recuse themselves, but Devine did not and ended up one of the two justices dissenting with the court's 5-2 decision allowing the lawsuit to go forward. At Progress Texas, we're adding additional focus to these three Texas Supreme Court races, which typically don't get much attention, and we hope you'll follow along and vote accordingly. Progress Texas continues celebrating Black History Month throughout February. We have a nice calendar of related events across the state to check out at our website at progresstexas.org. Lots happening this weekend. Friday in Houston, Rhythms and Reflections, Echoes of Black Legacy, Flash Gordon Parks, and Philip Pyle II will present a night of music and images celebrating Black History Month at Discovery Green, Friday night starting at 7. In San Marcos this weekend, check out Black Pride, a conversation for the soul. This is an event celebrating and honoring Black LGBTQ plus folks at Achievements and History at Cephas House on Martin Luther King Drive in San Marcos from 11.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. on Saturday the 17th. Also this Saturday in Dallas, the African-American Read-In, a community celebration organized by the National Council of Teachers of English to make literacy a significant part of Black History Month. That's Saturday 11 to 3 at the African-American Museum of Dallas on Grand Avenue. And in San Antonio, all throughout February, prints by contemporary black artists are being featured at the McNay Art Museum. More details on all of these events and more for Black History Month 2024, again, at our website. Being Valentine's Day once again, we could use some love too here at Progress Texas. We invite you to become a recurring donor, much like Angel McGaw, Dixie Ivy Brown, and Jeffrey Snyder all have during our February member drive. We're looking to add 29 new donors over the course of this leap month to support our important work this election year, and we appreciate the help very, very much. Hit our web store too, progresstexas.org for y'all means all revolution and our most popular Humans Against Ted Cruz t-shirts, all union made right here in Texas. Another great way to support our work. That's the Progress Texas Daily Dispatch for this Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. Links to all these original stories can be found in our show notes. If you're enjoying our podcast, a super easy way to help spread the word is to leave us a positive review on the podcast delivery platform of your choice and be sure to tell your friends about us. Progress Texas is a nonprofit rapid response media organization promoting progressive messages and actions. While campaigns come and go, we're the permanent home for progressive media and action in the Lone Star State. Find our web store and lots more at progresstexas.org. I'm Chris Mosier. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again tomorrow morning.